Hello, and welcome to our Project RE3 online worship gathering. Um, thanks so much for all of you who have tuned in the last few weeks. It's been great having you. Hopefully we've had some new eyeballs on Project RE3 and just finding out a little bit more about us, but hopefully finding a little bit more about the Lord, about God, about His relationship with you and your relationship with Him. We are continuing a series that we started several weeks ago as we're walking through the, the book of John, looking at some statements Jesus made about himself, simply letting people know, this is who I am. You see, I have to think that if the disciples are like us, we often look at people and um, we label people by what they do. Uh, for example, if um, someone is a, is a police officer, we say, oh, well, that's so-and-so, they're a cop. Or if someone is a doctor, we say, oh, that's so-and-so, they're a doctor. We don't necessarily talk about who they are. We talk about what they do. And if you had been following around Jesus for any length of time, you would have seen him do a lot of things. Maybe you would have seen him turn water into wine, cause the blind to see, healed someone that was bleeding, raised someone from the dead. And those would have been the ways that you would have described Jesus. If anybody asked you, tell me about Jesus. Oh, let me tell you all about him. You know, he, I saw him raise this guy from the dead. I, I saw him turn water into wine. But Jesus has kind of gotten to this point where he said, look, it's not about what I can do. It's about who I am. And so all through the book of John, John does an amazing job of recording exactly who he is. I am the resurrection. The resurrection isn't just something I do. It's not just an event. It's who I am. I am the good shepherd. I am the light of the world. And then today, we're going to look at another statement he made in John chapter 15. I am the vine. So if you have your Bibles, you can turn with me to John chapter 15. I'm going to read the first five verses today. Starting off at verse 1. Jesus, Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that, is, that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. If a, man, if a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. I'm going to ask right now as you're listening at home or, or in your car or wherever you may be, to please pray for me as I pray for you. Father, we come before you right now. I thank you so much for this incredible imagery that you give us. The image of the vine. God, I pray that right now, that as we dive into this scripture, as we wrap our minds around the words of Jesus, as we understand not just about what he has done or what he did, but Lord, that we can understand more deeply who he is. He is the resurrection. He is the good shepherd. He is the light of the world. And as we're going to learn right now, he is the true vine. Lord, speak to us, challenge us, change us, Lord. Draw us closer to you. 
In your name we pray. Amen. Now this scripture, this, this, is, this is placed in, in a very significant point in Jesus' ministry and in his life. If you go back a couple of chapters to, to chapter 13, you can start reading all about what, what we label as the Last Supper. You skip a couple of chapters ahead, and all of a sudden Jesus is arrested. And you know what happens next. So this happens about 24 hours before Jesus is arrested. Before he is put on trial, before he's found guilty, beaten, crucified, and buried. So he has one moment to speak to his friends. He has one moment to speak to his disciples. One last time to let them know exactly who he is. And he chooses to use this imagery of the vine. Now we hear that, and uh, maybe it doesn't mean a lot to us, and uh, at least where we're at, Western culture and North Carolina in 2020. Maybe this idea of the vine, we kind of get it. We understand vines and grapes and all that kind of stuff. But, but to a first century Jewish person, they knew exactly what it meant by the term the vine. You see, it had been used over and over in the Old Testament. And the vine was used to give a picture of the people of God. It was used as a term for the Israelites. But the thing is, when they were called the vine, it was never a positive. It was almost always, if not always, a negative. You can read things where, where, where God said to the people of Israel, You are a vine that is producing no fruit. That is why I'm coming at you with judgment. So all their lives they had been called the vine, and, and the vine was, was this symbol of negativity that they just couldn't measure up. They just weren't good enough to bear fruit. But now here's Jesus using this imagery of the vine. But he's not calling them the vine. He's calling himself the vine. He looks at his friends and he looks around at them and, and, and what he says to them is, I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I remain in you, then you're going to finally bear some fruit. What he's saying in this moment is, I am here to be who you could not be. And I am here to do what you are incapable of doing. I am the true vine. Now, it makes sense to me that if Jesus was labeling himself the true vine, then obviously they understood that there were false vines. Now, I don't know what their false vines were. I don't know the things that, that they kind of gravitated to or that they would put their hope and faith into, but, I'll, but I sure know the things that I have, the things that maybe we all have. There's False vines of, I don't know, maybe relationships. Man, if, if I just had her in my life, if I just had him in my life, then everything would be perfect and my life would be complete and I wouldn't have any problems. We make relationships our vine. Man, if I just had kids, if I just had more kids, if I just had, had, had someone that I could, that I could love and nurture and, and, and cherish and, and raise, then, then my kids would complete me. And we make our kids the vine. 
Or what about jobs? We make our jobs divine. Man, if I could just find that perfect job, if I could just get that next promotion, if I could, if I could just really get into a career that I want to, then my life would be fantastic. And we make that job divine. Well, if we're going to have a job and we're going to have relationships, doesn't it also mean that we're also going to make finances divine? If I just had enough money, man, then I could pay off these bills. I would be so much happier. Man, I'd be filled with joy. I'd be doing all of these great things. If I just had more money, if money was my vine, and it could give me the fruit that I need, man, life would be so good. Or what about our health? Man, if I was just healthy. Man, if I, if I knew that, that, that I could just go through and, and, and my body would hold, his, hold up and I could do all these things and, and never get sick. We make our bodies, our money, our jobs, our relationships, all of these things in my life and probably in yours have at some point been a vine that we've looked to bear fruit in our lives. Now, I don't know about you, but it's never bared any fruit in mine. Maybe it's, it's bared some, some fake fruit, you know? It fools me. It's, it's like when you walk in and you see uh, somebody has um, a dish sitting on their table and it's full of apples and bananas and grapes and everything. You're like, oh, fresh fruit. And you go and you grab it and it's that wax stuff, right? The plastic stuff. I think that's, that's exactly what we produce. The fake, the imitation. When we connect ourselves to all these other vines. But Jesus is saying, I, I am the true vine. In fact, he says, you are the branches that if you remain in me and I in you, then you're going to bear much fruit. So what is this fruit? If the fruit is not um, more relationships, if it's not more money, if it's not a better job, if it's not a healthier lifestyle, if none of these things are the fruit, then what is the fruit that Jesus is talking about? If you flip over a couple of, of books in the Bible, um, in the book of Galatians chapter 5, it tells us. In Galatians 5, it says this, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That is the fruit of the Spirit. That is the fruit that we produce when we are connected to Christ. Now, if you listen to this, if you read this verse, notice it doesn't say fruits plural. Because I believe if it was fruits plural, then all of these things could live in total autonomy by themselves. As in, like, you could be loving but not patient. You could be kind but not gentle. But that's not what Jesus is implying when he talks about us bearing fruit. That's not what Paul is talking about to the Galatians. He's talking about that singular fruit that you cannot have the results of these fruit without one another. Because doesn't it stand to reason that if you're not a patient person, you're probably not going to be a loving person. And if you're not a loving person, you're probably not going to be a joyful person. And if you're not a joyful person, you're probably not going to be a gentle or a kind person. 
You see, they all are connected. The fruit of the Spirit. Now, you might be listening right now or watching right now and think, you know what, Mike? Uh, maybe I'm not, maybe I don't hit them all all the time. But man, most of the time, I would say that describes me. Well, let's take a test. If you want to know how your fruit is, if you want to know what kind of fruit you're producing, why don't you ask the people who know you best? Why don't you ask your spouse? Or better yet, if you have kids, ask your kids. Hey, honey, how patient am I? How joyful am I? How faithful am I? How much self-control do I exhibit? If you want to know how much fruit you're producing or what types of fruit you're producing or how healthy your fruit is, it is almost always revealed through our relationships. Ask the people closest to you. Ask them what they see in you. And hopefully they're honest. And hopefully you're receptive. Because you're like me. Man, our, our, our fruit's not always there showing. Right now it's spring, or at least it's spring where we are. You walk outside and you see trees starting to bloom. You see you have a fruit tree, maybe it has a little bit of buds on it, but there's no fruit yet. That might describe where you're at right now in your life. Where you're at in your life is, is, is it springtime. There's blooms, there's buds, but there's no fruit. And that's okay. You be patient. You abide in Him and He abides in you and that fruit will come. Maybe you've produced this fruit. And if you heard Jesus' words as He was talking to the disciples, He talked about God being this gardener that will prune us if you have any fruit trees or you know much about them, the gardeners don't just let them grow and never do anything. They grow, they produce fruit, they're trimmed back so they can produce more fruit. And maybe that's right where you're at right now in your life. Maybe you're in that pruning season. That God's taken you and, and you've produced some amazing fruit in your life and now he's pruning a little bit of you back so that you can produce any more, so even more. It's not that you're being punished. It's not that you've done anything wrong. could very well that you've done a lot right. But God says, you know what? I have bigger and better things in store. I have more fruit that I need you to produce. And so he's pruning. But no matter where we're at, the only way that we can produce fruit and produce that fruit consistently is if we stay connected. And then Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I remain in you, you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can't do anything. You see, with him, connected with him, abiding in him, remaining in him, we produce fruit. Apart from him, not connected, we produce nothing. Or at least nothing good. For example... If we abide in Him, and we're connected to Him, and one of our fruit is love, if we're not connected, then what does that mean? That means we're not producing love, we're probably producing anger. If we're connected, we produce joy. 
If we're not connected, we produce despair. If we're connected, we produce peace. If we're not connected, more than likely we're producing anxiety or worry. If we're connected, we're we're producing patience. If we're not, impatience. If we're connected, then we're producing kindness. If we're not, harshness. If we're connected, we're we're producing goodness. And if we're not producing goodness, we're probably producing evil. If we're connected, we're probably producing faithfulness. But if we're not connected, we're producing distrust. Connected, we produce gentleness. Not connected, we produce abrasiveness. And connected, we produce self-control. And not connected, we produce a life that is undisciplined. See, the only way that we can produce this fruit in our lives, that we can allow God to produce this fruit through the Spirit, is remaining in Him, abiding in Him, staying connected to Him. Apart from that, there's nothing there. Jesus goes on to say, if you, were, if you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Its branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. Now, I saw a great image of this um, a couple of weeks ago when we were on our Jamaica mission trip. We had gotten to the first house that we were going to be working on. We were going to have to replace a roof before we could even put on the gutter system and the rainwater catchment system. And so we got around to one side of the house and got ready to take off the old rusty metal roof that had holes all in it. And all underneath the eaves were wasp nests that had wasps still living all over them. So we went to the homeowner and we asked her, said, well, do you have any kind of wasp spray or something that we can get rid of these wasps with? And she said, you don't need any spray, man. I got something for you. And she goes out to the, this jungle, and she starts grabbing all of these giant leaves that had fallen and were just dried up and brown. She grabs all of these leaves, and then she goes and grabs this giant stick, and then she goes and she grabs all these vines, and she wraps all the leaves around the top of this stick, and she ties it off. She goes and gets some matches, and she lights the top of this stick on fire. Now, Immediately, all of these dried up leaves just became this raging inferno. And she took that stick and went to her house underneath the eaves where all the wasp nests were and just started waving it all around. Like, I I have no idea how she didn't catch her house on fire because her house was all wood except for the metal roof. But she's just standing there just burning these wasps alive. She burns them all down. She takes care of all of them. Then she takes what's left, what's still burning, and just chunks it in the jungle. And walks away and says, no more, no more wasps, man. And we look, and here's this fire that's going in the jungle. And, and a couple of our people on our team are like, should we go put it out? And I'm like, well, she doesn't seem too worried about it. And before long, it had burned out. The reason it burned out is because what she had collected was dry and dead, and that's why it burned. The reason the other stuff didn't burn is because it was living. It was green. It was alive. That's the exact imagery that Jesus is giving us here. When we're connected, not only do we have this fruit, but we are alive. 
we can live like we, like we are out there and we are actually productive and we're doing incredible things. But when we're not connected, we're wasp killer. We're dried up leaves that are thrown down that can be burned up like that. We have to stay connected. Now, how do we do that? How do we stay connected? Because we, if we see a vine on the ground and it's not connected to the, to the main vine anymore, and here's this branch just lying there, we can't lean over and start screaming at it, you know, like, give me fruit, give me fruit. It doesn't work that way. That, that vine that's not connected, that branch that's not connected, is not just going to magically start producing grapes or apples or oranges or bananas. That's not how it works. If it's not connected to something living, it's not going to produce fruit. And, and all the amount of yelling and nurturing and whatever, if it's not connected, it's not going to work. So what about us? How do we stay connected? I love this because Jesus tells us just a few verses later, and it's so simple, but yet we fail to do it tells us two things first he tells us in john 15 10 he says this if you keep my commands you will remain in my love if you keep my commands you will remain this is the same word that he used early on when he was saying those who abide in me if you remain in me he says if you keep my if you keep my commands you're going to remain in me and then he says in verse 12, my, and my command is this, that you love each other as I have loved you. How do we stay connected to the vine? We do what Jesus says, and we love like Jesus loves. That's it. It's not difficult. It's, it's not um, some kind of crazy equation that we have to do. There's not a lot of hoops to jump through. There's not committees that we have to get passed along through. Jesus said, look, if you want to bear fruit, you have to remain in me. All right, well, how do I remain in you? Easy. You remain in me by keeping what I command. And that command is that you love each other as I have loved you. You do what Jesus says, and you love like Jesus loves. That's it. Jesus was given the disciples hope that he had come to be who they could not be. They could never be the vine, but he could be. And not only was he coming to be who they couldn't be, he was coming to do what they couldn't do. And that was bare fruit. Right now, I don't know what your life situation looks like. And maybe you've tried everything in the world to produce some kind of fruit in your life. And over and over and over, all you keep finding is frustration, disappointment, discouragement, a dead end. I'm here to tell you right now, there is no dead end in Christ. 
If you've tried everything and nothing has produced fruit, then I encourage you to try Jesus. Because he is the vine that can be who I can't be and who you can't be. He is the vine that can do what I can't do or what you can't do. He is the vine that can produce fruit in our lives. Love and joy and peace. Patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, and self-control. All of those things are what we're after in life. Our, Our chase for more relationships and a better job and more money. All of those things are because we believe if we have them, then we'll find love and we'll have joy and we'll have more patience and more self-control and, and we'll, we'll, we'll be more gentle or kind. But that's not what produces it. The only thing in our life that produces the thing that we long for is the true vine, and that's Jesus. He came to be who we couldn't be and do what we couldn't do. And all he asked of us is to just remain in him, abide in him, stay connected to him. And how do we do that? We do what Jesus says, and we love like Jesus loves. Can you imagine how much different your life could be if we just followed that simple plan? If it was no more about chasing the girl or the guy or the job or the dollar. It was about just pursuing Jesus. Staying connected to the vine. Doing what Jesus says. And just loving the way that he loves. Can you imagine how much different your life would be? Let's pray. Lord, I thank you so much for this imagery of the vine. For coming to this earth and being who we couldn't be and doing what we couldn't do. Lord, I thank you that your desire is that we just abide in you, that you just want us to remain. That we just do what you tell us to do and we just love the way you love. And you'll take care of the rest. Let us gravitate to that truth this morning, this evening, today. Lord, let us hear that. Let us just, man, just throw ourselves into who you are so that you can produce the fruit in us that you desire. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen.